it all has to do with just raising the bar, raising the bar for yourself personally, raising the bar in your business, and really having a group of people near you that can challenge you to do that. Like I said, whether it's a problem that you need to solve, whether it's creating and implementing goals, and, and just supporting each other through hard times. I mean, I think it's necessary for every manufacturing leader to be a part of some kind of group like that. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hey, welcome everybody. Jim here at Making Chips. Glad you're tuned in today to hear Jason and I talk about another episode of Manufacturing Stuff. We've got a great show for you today. I'm here in our downtown Chicago studio, beautiful sunny day, with my good friend and my co-host, Jason Zenger. Jim, what specifically is manufacturing stuff? How would it's you define that? All, it's all the good stuff that we come in contact with every day of the week. All those recipes that we're working on every day Got it. in okay. our manufacturing company. And by the way... What's up with your nose? <laughs> I knew I knew you were gonna you're gonna ask me that. Um, I just didn't think I, I was gonna ask you that quick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I actually I, I got dermatitis on my nose. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And and as old as I am, I have never heard of dermatitis. You never heard of it? I know, I don't think I didn't know. I mean, well, until you it, told me what that was. Well, you should know about it. I mean, if you're working around like coolants and stuff yes. like that, you can get dermatitis. So on your you hands. were really on the factory floor. Well, yeah, I guess maybe you haven't been working in the shop in a long time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on that you've never got gotten dermatitis before. But I think what was happening is I just had the flu and I had a cold, you know, I have a young family. So I have these little Petri dishes running around yes, um, spreading, spreading disease to me. So I think I was like blowing my nose and I was in a factory that oils all over the place, yeah, coolants I, and stuff. I get and, it. And I must have infected my nose some, somehow. I, I know I look like Rudolph the, the Red Nosed Reindeer. reindeer. Yeah, yes, exactly. I agree. So I actually went to the doctor and she was afraid that I had what you get after chicken pox. Um, oh, shingles. Shingles, oh, yeah. She was bad. afraid I had shingles oh, because boy. apparently an indication is that you have a breakout on the end of your nose because you have nerve endings there. Right. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's just- Normally, it, shingles is over your, around your waist or Well, something. I guess it could or, be your nose too. So Did not know that. Yeah. So yeah, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I'm pretty sure it's dermatitis, but it's getting better. So, so anyway, I think I'm okay. <laughs> we've just educated our listeners on uh, healthcare now. <laughs> exactly. So from manufacturing to healthcare. But anyway, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to hear feedback from all of you. And um, we've got some manufacturing news. So this is really kind of crazy. So as you may or may not know, my manufacturing machine shop is in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. So when I was perusing the Google manufacturing news, I saw the article, the headline that says, Manufacturing Company to Bring 2,500 Jobs to Elk Grove. And I went, Yeah, and I Whoa. got it. I got it. Excited because I was like, I need to be selling some tooling to that company. But yeah. so Jason, Jason goes, Oh, this is great. This is great. And I'm like, keep reading, keep reading. It's Elk Grove, California. Well, well, good for the folks at in Elk Grove, California. It but is, unfortunately, I, I won't I won't benefit from that. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But N 
RC Manufacturing Company, headquartered in Fremont, California, is expanding their operation to a second campus in Elk Grove, which include 230,000 square feet of new construction, housing, and manufacturing. What they do is they service Apple, defense, and consumer electronic devices. So yeah, Apple is one of their big customers, I would like, which is great that they're bringing some of that manufacturing to the United States. Apple's huge out in California. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Uh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So good for them. Congratulations to NRC Manufacturing out in Elk Grove, California. And I know the mayor there is extremely happy that they came and they're keeping the taxes retained by by that village. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, as the folks in, in China, as they start demanding better working conditions and more of a middle class, the cost of doing business there is going to go up and they can bring those jobs back here to the United States. So I think it's amazing. Right. And you had just briefly, you had mentioned what is the Southeast Policy Area. The Southeast Policy Area is a 1,200-acre master-planned area, which includes more than 400 acres of fully entitled corporate office and manufacturing land that sits adjacent to planned mixed-use town center development. Okay, so it's just the development. Got it's, it. It's a master plan. Got it. Good for them. I have Congratulations. I do too, man. And things are going good. Good. So the next thing I want to talk about is... You had something else. I did. Okay. IMTS is coming up in September. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I can't Don't believe Don't rush it. me, though, because that means it's the end of the summer. I know. And it I hasn't know. even We've started got, we, yet. We haven't even gotten so to spring don't yet. Don't rush us yet. But yeah, it's uh, September 11th through the 17th. And did you know the registration is open already? Yeah, I didn't know that. And, yeah. And I actually am already registered. You are? Yeah. You didn't even tell me. I did. Did I tell you that? I don't no, know. I have I don't no know. idea. Well, IMTS.com. You don't listen to me all the time. Sometimes. Not all the time. You have a tendency to rattle. <laughs> I do. But that's okay. I love you just the same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> IMTS.com. All of our uh, listeners can go there, sign up, and- Make get... plans to come out here to Chicago. Uh, honestly, they should get their hotel rooms now, too. I mean, spend spend a week here. I mean, Chicago's a great city. There's so much to see. You know, there's a lot of time to be spent at IMTS and just plenty of great things here in the city. And Jason and I will tell you and vouch for that. For yeah, sure. and we'd be happy to meet you and you could buy us lunch. That sounds great. They can buy me a drink. Yeah, okay, or a drink. Yeah, that, that sounds works good. Too. <laughs> no, and I'm also, did, did you know that, of course, you knew that Sandvik Coromont is going to be there, too. Their booth is off yeah, the Yeah, the charts. gigantic yellow booth. Yes, it's beautiful. They have got a great, their real estate is awesome. Yeah, they're always like front and center when you walk into the tooling area. Absolutely. And they're probably going to have the new Coral Mill 390 that they just introduced, which I got one from you just a a week or so ago. The Sandvik Coromont Coral Mill 390. You got it. Exactly. Mine is a three-quarter inch diameter, five flute. Um, This has got a small insert. I don't know what the what they are as far as insert size, but uh, looks good. We have not yet put it in the machine, but I will let you know how that uh, test Yeah, let us out. know when you start, start ripping up some chips. I will. I will. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Jason? Today we're actually going to be talking about mastermind groups. Mastermind. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's kind of a fancy word, but it, it, it's, it clearly explains what it is. But it could just be a group of friends that are like-minded business individuals that you get together with on a regular basis to help solve problems. Best practices. Best practices, help motivate each other, you know, just anything that you want to do, just help with the ups and downs of business. And, and basically, they call it a mastermind group because your mind and two brains are better than one. And if you have six or eight people, that's even better. 
is it like a like a Vistage group? Well, Vistage is one form of it. Okay. And, and you know, but that was definitely sim- something similar. I wanted to mention, but there that is just one component. So okay. this Vistage would be an, an example of a paid monthly mastermind group, but they don't necessarily have to be done through Vistage. Okay. Do, you belong, do you belong to a mastermind group right now? I, I do, yeah. I mean, a, as a part of the Deuces, we've, we've turned that into a mastermind group. We have our TMA board of directors where we, we share what's going on in our businesses. I mean, we have very close friends that we get together with. Oh, and then I also have, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I have, we call it a network group, but it's essentially a mastermind group of like-minded industrial supply companies across the country last episode where where I was in Texas. But it's not as formalized. That one is very formal. Oh, it was. oh really? Because normally they hire an outside... There is a facilitator yes, that, that is a part right. of our group. Yeah. And the facilitator in this case is just another business owner that that is in that same situation. But you and I are part of groups where we get together and we talk about what's going Absolutely. on in our businesses Absolutely. on a regular basis. And those are very informal. Yeah, and very impactful. And very impactful, absolutely. I mean, it all has to do with just raising the bar. Raising the bar for yourself personally, raising the bar in your business, and really having a group of people near you that can challenge you to do that. Like I said, whether it's a problem that you need to solve, whether it's creating and implementing goals, and and just supporting each other through hard times. I mean, I think it's necessary for every manufacturing leader to be a part of some kind of group like that. I I mean, I'm going to say it. It's necessary. It is. But you know what the problem is, Jason? These old school, smaller manufacturing leaders do not want to get out of their business to participate in these kind of forums. Remember, old school philosophy, very guarded. They don't want to tell the guy at a table of six or eight what his sales were, that he had losses of 250000 last year, that his one of his ex-employees just filed a lawsuit against him. You know, those are really deep-set struggles that people live through on a daily basis. Well, I'll tell you what, Jim. Those guys aren't listening to making chips either. You're probably right. <laughs> they're probably You're not listening probably to You're probably right because they're not proactive at all. Right. Yeah. Right. So that would be my response to that is I agree with you 100%, but they're probably not listening. So You're probably right. They're stuck, like you said, in their older ways of, of doing things and listen to a podcast to help my business. Why would I do yeah, that? Yeah, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. So what, what I want to talk with real briefly is our experience with masterminds. I, I definitely have some stories. I know you've got some stories. I have a good a good friend of mine, actually, Eric Schmid, who was on a previous episode, him and his sister, and his mastermind group, you know, what we call the deuces. We have a name for it. You don't have to name your mastermind group. It's just something that we did. Eric actually, because of his mastermind group, he was able to find a new building very quickly in order to expand his manufacturing capability and triple the size of his business. So if it wasn't for that mastermind group and networking with like-minded business owners, I, I don't know where he would be as far as his business goes, but he was able to use that network in order to just a little thing, doing moving your business and tripling in size. And I know you've got you've got some stories. Well I do. You know, I'm I'm kind of struggling with the difference in 
a president's forum or a vistage where it's really high level or a chief executive officer type program. I've been involved in a couple of those. I, I went and saw how they work and operate. I chose not to be part of that. It wasn't appropriate at the time. But yes, if you, what you're telling me, and I'm understanding from you, that a mastermind doesn't have to have all the formalities of these high-level presidents forum groups where you have a facilitator, you're meeting on a regimented basis, you're having dinner. I, I hear some of them that you have to show up to every single one. If you miss one, you're out and you lose all your money. Yeah. So there, there are going to be some rules associated with some. Some are going to be more formal. Some are going to be more informal. Right. So we, we can definitely, we, we could talk about that. So to me, there's there's three types of mastermind groups. There's the formal and then there's the informal. And then there's also the ones that are businesses like a Visage, like a, a president's group, like yes. a YPO or something like that. There's a lot of them. And I would say that those are probably more of a subset of the of the formal group. But there's no reason why you cannot start your own mastermind group by yourself. You don't need to necessarily... I'm not discrediting this, but you don't necessarily need to pay a Vistage or somebody like that to be a part of a mastermind group. You can find a half a dozen like-minded individuals and start it up tomorrow. There is a place for a formal mastermind group where you pay to have a facilitator. Yep. That facilitator, if you're going to be with a, with a Vistage or somebody like that, that facilitator is going to be trained and they're going to, to be paid. navigate. They're going to be paid. They're going to be trained to navigate the intricacies of roping in a bunch of type A business owners. But it, I mean, if you set up some rules, there's no reason why you can't do it by yourself. Okay. Well, before I talk about my experience, I, I really want to do a little deeper dive into the components that make up it. I know people talk about their businesses intimately in these groups, mm -hmm. but I also hear, and I don't have experience with this quite yet, is they also talk about their personal life in detail too, because you sign a non-disclosure, you know, confidentiality agreement. Everyone in that group is is signed on. Well, you know, there has to be a lot of loyalty because, be, let me tell you, before I tell six to eight strangers about my kids' problems, my marriage problems, my family problems, and then my business problems, I mean, you, that's a huge commitment to make. However, I am part of networking groups and board of directors, and I've really become close enough with people, my peers in manufacturing companies, that we do share a lot of business best practices, successes and failures. And it has been impactful to me as a small manufacturer when I hear them. For instance, one of my, our friends told me about two years ago that the success of their manufacturing company was due to an aggressive marketing plan that they set forth on. And when he told me that, the light bulb went off in my head and I said, I have to go for it. And that was the whole thing that generated all of my interest in marketing and promoted it for me. Because I thought, you know, I got to give this a try. I got I to gotta really do it. And obviously, this person has been very successful in in their marketing efforts and if i can be if i can be a percent of as successful as them i'd be thrilled and and the whole the whole marketing campaign would be a huge success okay well you just said a lot of things let me see if i can okay, try to try to grab some of those well first of all Did I really you don't say that much <laughs> <laughs> you don't necessarily have to get into your personal life 
I, I, I would recommend that if your personal life is affecting your business, yes. that it should be on the table. Okay. And you need to be, being being open and honest in your group is going to be very critical. I agree. And also having a, having a um, extreme level of confidentiality is very critical. You don't necessarily have to sign a confidentiality agreement, but if that makes everybody comfortable, there's no reason why not to. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to be committed and everybody has to have the passion and the empathy to see each other successful. So yeah, I, w- I would say that you, you definitely need those things um, and you need to have that friendship too. Yeah. So I'd say that friendship is, is a very primary component of the people that you are going to be in that group with. I agree. So yeah, so energy and passion for each other's business and their success, a commitment to the group, honesty, confidentiality, and friendship. I think that those are the primary components of a really good mastermind group. Now, as far as the impact on your business, I agree. I've been greatly impacted by the mastermind groups that I'm a part of. I learned a whole new way of doing business as a tooling supplier from a gentleman that runs a uh, another distributor in Arkansas. And he, he told and me- where did you meet him? Through AD, through the-, the um, Oh, okay. The, the one you were just in Dallas. The one that I was just in Dallas yeah, for. Okay. And he told me how he has a different way that he deals with his clients. And, and this actually goes back and to- And it resonated with And you. it resonated with yeah, me. Yeah, I can and just this, imagine. And, and this goes back to like actually some of the stuff that we talked about with Craig Zobaris too, where I'm doing this now. He taught it to me. And Craig also does it where it's an open book policy. And I actually sell tooling to my customers at cost. And then I sell a, um, I, I put a service fee on top of that. That way, everything is completely transparent. Everything is out in the open and you truly become partners at that point. So I learned that through a mastermind that I was a part of. And it's been super impactful for my business. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, absolutely. When did you start that? When did you implement uh, years it? Ago. Okay. Years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's been really good. So, I mean, it's been, it's been really impactful for my business. Taught me a lot. And like you said, you've learned a lot about marketing from some of the mastermind groups. Well, that you're part of. you know, I don't necessarily know if I've learned a lot about marketing. But or you were motivated. Without a doubt. I mean, and, and you know, I have a passion for it as well. So it just seemed like a natural organic next step for Jim Carr, Car Machine and Tool. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. I get it. And I'm seeing the results of this effort for sure. There's no question about it. One thing I think needs to be said, there's a lot of people out there that have different opinions about mastermind groups. And they always say, well, you need to have a very diverse group of business owners. Oh, I mean owners. like an attorney, a manufacturer, a doctor. A plumber, a, you yeah. know, electrician. Yeah, whatever. I, in our industry, I kind of disagree with that. I think Why? that there is a place to have that diverse group of businesses. But I think that that would be kind of like a secondary group, in my opinion, you know, and that would be more of the way that some of the paid ones would do. But I think manufacturing companies have so much in common with other manufacturing companies, and there's so much that can be solved through just masterminding with those people that are in the manufacturing industry here in the United States together that I would recommend personally to have a mastermind group with a group of individuals that are intimately involved in the manufacturing industry and not try to get involved with like an attorney unless that attorney specializes in manufacturing or somebody else that might be not 
related to manufacturing at all. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. Um, there, there is going to be a benefit to dealing people that are very different from you. You're going to get different ideas and stuff like that. But I would say that as a primary mastermind, being a part of a manufacturing mastermind is of the utmost importance. Would you recommend to our listeners to form one on their own? Absolutely. How, how would one of our listeners out there in somewhere USA that's listening to this episode right now, How what would be the first step that you could offer to them to create one of these mastermind groups? And, and share with us what you think would be... The steps. The steps. But like how often are you going to put money in or, or just leave it up? Okay, I can, I can talk about that. Yeah. So I would say that if you're going to start this up, I would start off by writing down... Every person that you know that you respect and that you would want to be in a group with that you could share what is going on with your business, you know, write down 20 people, you know, and these are all people that could get together once a month or once a quarter in person because I truly believe in in person. Oh, you got to be in person. I, I, a, no lot of, a lot of the people say, well, you could just do it over video. I've been a part of audio video masterminds. I don't think that they're very effective in comparison. I mean, I think they can be effective, but I think that in person masterminds are about a thousand times more impactful. So I, I think that's where you start. So find 20 people that are business owners or manufacturing leaders that are within driving distance of each other that can make that commitment and figure out what you want to get out of it and and pitch it to them. And you know, if you get 20 people to accept, I doubt you will. You probably out of that 20, you're probably going to get 6 to 8 people that are like, "Wow, that is a great idea. Let's start doing this tomorrow." And and start off, figure out your rules, figure out how often you're going to meet. Maybe it's once a, once a month, maybe it's once a quarter. I wouldn't go any more than once a month. Oh no, I wouldn't either. I personally I would go once a quarter. I yeah, think figure out enough. a structure. It could just be if you want to do it informally, you, you could just have lunch once a month mm-hmm. and just have it be a free for all. Some some even go on retreats for the weekend. Some go on retreats. Yeah. Some do things very informally. They say, okay, we're going to meet once a month and everybody gets a half hour to um, you know, seat. be in the hot seat and put their issues out on the table or share what's been successful or just whatever else that it might be. There's a variety of ways that you could do it. You, you might want to figure out rules. I would say that the most important rule that you want to figure out is the commitment and the confidentiality. I agree 100% with that one. So what you want to say is, what is our commitment level? Is our commitment that you can only miss one meeting a year, two meetings a year, you can't miss more than two in a row? Whatever that commitment level is, it just needs to be out on the table. Well, I think it needs to be written. It needs to be written down. It needs to be agreed to. And then also the confidentiality. So that also needs to be agreed to right. amongst every everybody. And then beyond that, I think that everything else doesn't have to be quite as deliberate. But those two things are very, very, very important. Hmm. And then you need, are you going to have a facilitator? Is somebody in the group going to be a facilitator or is it going to be just kind of an open session? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it being an open session. Hmm. Actually, you and I have our own mastermind group. Yeah. Whether or not you realize oh, that absolutely. or not. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But you and be. I share a lot of business yeah, things, absolutely. personal things mm-hmm. that you know have, have happened and we respect each other's businesses and businesses and as people and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a mastermind, all you have to do is have two or more. I mean, that's all it yeah, requires. I, just, I, I think that there, it's more, um, it resonates more if there's more. Oh, absolutely. I think six to eight is the magic number. Sure. But it, all it requires is two. If you literally can only find one other person that you can do this with, do it with that one other person. Yeah. And, and meet with them regularly and work out your issues. 
that would be my recommendation. Sounds good. I mean, you and I actually believe in this so much that we're actually going to be starting up a Making Chips Mastermind, Mastermind. group. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to do this in conjunction with IMTS. So what we, we want to actually do is get six to eight manufacturing leaders to get together during IMTS for an entire day and mastermind with each other. And we want to create friendships for life amongst these six to eight people. And you and I, are, of course, are going to be a part of that. I think it sounds like an excellent idea. We're getting the details on paper now. We just met the other day and we, we started kind of hashing it out, rough conceptualizing drafting it. Yeah. it all. And I, I tell you, the more we talked about it, the better it sounded. Yeah, this type of business concept has been so impactful for you and I that we need to share it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It will be during IMTS week, right? Yeah, it will, be, one day. it will be one of the days during IMTS that we're going to do this. And it's going to be really nice. We're going to go out to dinner the night before. We're going to get together during the day. It's going to be a quality event, and, and we're going to do it more in the um, the hot seat type format. It's not going to be a free-for-all, and um, Jim and I are going to be facilitating it. And what we hope Sounds is that- great. Yeah, Sounds what we great. hope is that these six to eight people, and it'll be, I guess, eight to 10, including Jim and I, are going to be friends for life, and we're going to be able to go to each other and solve each other's problems. And maybe meet in the future. And yeah. meet in the future, absolutely. Yeah. Or or if, if these six to eight people want to meet without you and I, that's that's no problem either. Sure. You know? But let's take advantage. There's gonna be there's gonna be hundreds of thousands of people coming into Chicago in September. This is the perfect platform, the perfect time and the perfect place for these high level people to get involved and share with each other. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people like they've looked at like a group, like a Vistage or something like that. And they're like, wow, but it's so expensive. And, and it's, it's such a commitment and all this other kind of stuff. And I agree with that. It is, it is, it costs money and it is a time commitment, but I feel that at least for me, and I feel like any good group is going to produce just tens, hundreds, thousands times multiples of that dollar and time commitment that you put into it. That's why they call it a mastermind because you are getting that much more of a multiple of brain power from the people that you are meeting with. Sounds great. I look forward to it. Well, I've learned something today already and great. I hope our listeners have too. And as you know, as we always say at the end of the show, or I always say that, uh, you know, we don't know everything. We're constantly learning me, even at my middle age, you know, I've got a lot of wisdom, but, uh, Boy, every day there's something new that I learn, and whether it's from Jason, my peers, or anybody, it's uh, it's always great to look back at the day and, and say that there was something that I took away from that day. So yeah, we don't know everything. We're just here to share the information we have with you all that listen into us every week, and we again hope that you're getting some good knowledge from this, and please feel free to reach out to us anytime. Don't forget too, Ryan's got that Patreon account. Oh yeah, help Ryan afford a computer. Because Jim and I are cheap and we're not buying them more. Yeah, he keeps bugging us. When am I, I going to get a new laptop? And we're like, well, we got to get some more people on that Patreon account. But, you know, if, if you can, we'd certainly appreciate any help with that, Jason. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.
Testing, 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 okay, testing, testing, testing. Count me down. Are you, are you ready? Count me you down. Slap, slap yourself in the face. Yep. Splash some water. Yeah, you good? Yeah. Getting right. dirty on the factory floor. <laughs> it's 